Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. Sup, Drew. Hey. Welcome to How College Works. Today, we have uh, some guests. Guests, would you please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm um, Christy Ireland. I work with Drew and my daughter. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm Christy's daughter. <laughs> well, welcome to both of you. Uh, we were lucky in that, uh, Christy, you reached out to Drew uh, about the podcast. I think you'd listen to it. So you are like our second verified listener, maybe third. <laughs> we had a family, family friend who would listen. We get consistently 30 listens. It's just a robots. It's just all bots. Yeah, it's all bots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really, uh, I think, uh, nice to be able to talk with you as a parent and uh, as your daughter as like a graduating senior about... Congrats. Yeah. A, A, congratulations. Uh, B, um, be chill. It's okay. (laughs) It's my sister. As I recall, when I was a sophomore, my sister was graduating and she was freaking out. It was, (laughs) it was not great in the home. It it was high stress for her. Yeah. 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 So hopefully it is less stress for you. But as we're talking before we started, one of the things that sort of came up was sort of, kind of the schedule now. So we're like deep into COVID now at this point. Uh, So what has that schedule been like for you? And yeah, how has that been different than kind of what has come before and maybe different than what you were expecting? At first I was happy because I could just stay up probably late and sleep in. It was kind of nice having a break from school. And then I started to try to wake up at 10 and then just try to have a normal routine but at home like I would do my schoolwork at home for a few hours not well maybe like an hour or two probably not more than that just waking up and at a certain time because that's what I would have been doing for school so I'm trying to keep it normal and somewhat organized um it's just kind of weird having a lot of free time because I would normally be going to school and then I worked a lot too and I my work was um like shut down so it's just been weird having free time, but I've been trying to just wake up, do my schoolwork. That's pretty much it. How has that been for, I mean, because before you, you go to school, right? And like every hour of your day is scheduled with something. And now you have like just huge swaths of time just stretching out before you. Has that been, you know, difficult for you? I don't know if I would say difficult. It's just kind of a weird thing because I feel like none of us have ever experienced just having this much free time with no work and no school. So it kind of has been hard at first to get a routine, but I think it's been probably been a month now. Um, it's not as difficult as it was at first to just develop a routine for the days that I would be at school. Hmm. <laughs> Do you have you? You want to jump no, in your dream? No, I don't. I have, I have, this is, that's, that's, those are such huge questions that, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know. I do want to hear about your, like, so uh, certainly you knew you were moving ahead to college uh, back in January, back in February, back in December. And uh, so that I'm sure had anxiety of like, okay, I know I'm going to finish. I'm going to complete um, and then move forward to college but how has that anxiety changed or, or what, what questions, what expectations have changed uh, now that we're distance learning, uh, knowing that you're going to go, still going to go ahead to um, college? 
I would say it's honestly probably the same. I knew that I wanted to go to community college pretty mm-hmm. early in senior year. I do feel a little stressed because I almost feel like I'm not as ready or prepared for college. Uh, just because school kind of ended so suddenly and it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm never going back to school. <laughs> classroom setting. I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird now thinking about the next time I'll be in a classroom setting will be in college. I mean, hopefully if colleges are online, because I know that there was talk about doing universities and colleges online. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just almost don't feel as prepared. Hmm. Sort of uh, from a content kind of perspective, like it would have been been more things that you would have gotten solid before, but now you don't have that sort of instruction. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah, just, I don't know. It ended like, I feel like I would have had a few more months of school and then like I had an AP class and that was supposed to have me prepared for college and it just got cut short. Mm-hmm. Are are you doing the, I know AP is uh, trying to deliver the AP test at home. Are you doing the AP test at home? I'm not doing the AP test. I was just taking the class for the challenge, but I'm not taking the test. Well, that worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, that would be. Like, at least for me, when I'm thinking about prepping for the fall, I teach first year writing classes. So, I'm very much aware that I'm probably getting seniors who feel very similarly, like maybe not quite as prepared, or maybe they didn't do that last big assignment for their senior uh, English class or whatever, or maybe it was, you know, shaved down or something. So at least for like on my end, I'm trying to think about how I can help those students transition into first year writing at the college level. So just to try to assuage some of your anxiety. Yeah, I think that that's really what what um, we're kind of as teachers, as educators, we're all transitioning to is, you know, we started off with, oh, shoot, how do I get all the content for fifth grade into the fifth graders heads? And now it's really turned and that that we, you know, we attacked that, but we're also now attacking like, okay, well, I'm going to take over this year's fourth graders, I'm going to take over next year. And how do I meet them where they are? We know everybody in the whole world, all the students in the country and the world have missed two months of school minimum. Um, and so, and taken five months off <laughs> from, from structured classroom, you know, schedule uh, routine. So like, how do we meet them where they are at um, without a big, you know, slap in the face in September? Like, oh, by the way, if you don't do the work, you fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, from a little bit peeking behind the curtain and like, so, you know, Christy and Drew, you uh, taught high school and there's a lot of oversight uh, for for your teaching. Um, at the college level, there there's a lot less. And so there is a possibility that professors can decide, like, I'm just not going to worry about that. I'm going to just do it the way I've always always done it and not take into account, you know, that the population coming in next year, next fall is going to be uh, different, fundamentally different in this experience and the uh, type of instruction that they have had before coming in. I don't think that should be the biggest concern though, uh, that because in my, for my school, my administration is very aware of 
A, the changes that we as faculty have had to make to continue our, uh, our classes for, uh, for this semester. Uh, and there will be, continue to be there looking forward like, okay, what's gonna be different about the incoming class? How do we uh, try to prepare the faculty and the administration for that incoming class and, and the differences they're gonna have? Uh, and they can't dictate to us what we do in our classroom. That's one of the things which is fundamentally different at the college level. It's like I teach physics, I can teach whatever I want. Uh, like they can't tell me to use a particular curriculum or a book or to teach in a certain way. All of that is left up to me. That's part of what being a college faculty member is. Um, but there are going to be like lots of conversations, lots of communication between the administration and our faculty at my school be like, here are some things that are going to be different and faculty, you should be aware and we want you to prepare for this. So, so I think, I think this could probably going to be true at basically every school is thinking about how is that going to be different and trying to communicate and faculty and administration working together to identify what's going to be different for these students that are coming in and to try to meet them where they are. There may be different levels of success in that implementation because it all falls upon the person implemented. And we've all met people who are very flexible and people who are inflexible. So, um, but I think everyone's going to be doing their best to sort of get to where uh, they should be for the students. Melody, does that check out for you? Yeah, it does. And um, I mean, we're already talking about how we're going to like do more training for best practices for online and like being ready for these students as they come in, especially those of us who teach required first year classes, um, just because those students can't avoid us. <laughs> and so we're trying to think about ways that we can better and best serve them. But yeah. Something else that Aaron mentioned was like, well, like having like this loose schedule um, and how that's a big difference, but that actually might be kind of helpful for transitioning to college because isn't that one of like the big shocks that students often have between high school and college is having this structured sort of you're in this class at this time and this class at this time and your whole day is set out for you. And now, and when you go to college, it's a little less structured, maybe not quite like it is right at this moment, but I think that might actually help students transition a little. Yeah. So Aaron, would you, from your perspective, what is it that you're kind of expecting when you get to college? Because it's been like forever since I went to college. <laughs> so I think if you like to somebody who is, hasn't gone yet would be really great. Well, I was planning on going to Solano, going to community college, and I wanted to, if I was possible, to set my schedule where I would be going to my classes two days a week. So I would just have um, like a day, or, well, probably definitely more than one day, like two or three days where I would go to class. And then I was planning on working uh, full time during college. So I knew that I wanted to have my schedule like I said, two days, two or three days a week going to school and then working full time. Uh, I just want to be wanted to be busy with work and school. And that's kind of what I was expecting for college. Is to have like a full schedule instead of like this kind of loose schedule. I like to stay busy. So were you thinking of, um, so I'm, I'm trying to think about how, how, 
how I'm imagining what I think you're saying. So you would go to, so you go, go to the class like eight in the morning or something till like 10 or 12 and then, uh, and then work in the afternoon. Well, I would have two, I don't really know how college works that much to be honest, but I was, well, one of my coworkers, she would go to school on Mondays and Wednesdays and she had, I think two or three classes on both of those days. So she had multiple classes in one day. And then, so she would be at school all day on Mondays and Wednesdays and then work uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sunday, every other day that she wasn't in school. So going to school, but not working that day, but working every day that I'm not at school. I see. I see. Melody, so, sorry, go ahead, Drew, go for it. Oh, well, I, I, I'm going to cut you off now. No. Um, <laughs> so, Aaron, your expectation was you were going to be starting off first year taking like what, gen ed kind of courses and, and how did you expect that workload to be compared to senior year of high school? I would definitely expect it to be more difficult, especially I don't know if this is that high or every senior class, but my classes were pretty easy. I didn't have that much homework. So I definitely was expecting to go into college with a lot more homework, having to actually really study for tests because I honestly didn't really that much senior year just because my classes were so easy. Dang, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna let them all know to make it harder next year. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Maybe it was just my classes and my teachers, but it was I mean, it was pretty easy to maintain like, decent grades so I was expecting college to be harder and I knew I was going to have to work harder if I was planning on working I don't, I don't so. want to pump you up too much but it's possible you're you're a, a, a good student that works hard it's really? possible <laughs> maybe maybe let's not yes, get ahead of ourselves she is a good student well I don't try as hard as I could senior year is different <laughs> I mean, than like junior and sophomore year sorry I, well, she I, also only has four classes because she's two of work experience so uh, yeah. that might be part of it oh. I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> so we're, uh, you're thinking of like, so you, you go to class a Monday, Wednesday, like your coworker did. Uh, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evening. Is it chill time? Is it Netflix? It's mostly work. I Okay, well, the thing about my job is I work at an ice skating rink, and it's not that busy there, so I was, I do my homework all the time at work, so that's kind ah, of my, like, honestly, I actually, that's when I do my homework, because it's so slow, and my boss lets me do my homework, so that's kind of, in a way, like, some time for me, so, I don't know, but I do want to work as much as I can while in college, so I can save money to transfer I want to I want to pull in our resident working in college expert Melody. My what? You're our resident working in college expert. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. You've worked through college and you hire college students who that work is for you. That's true. Yeah. How are how are you? What is what is your thoughts on, on this plan? Because um, I have no thoughts on this plan. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's totally doable because I do it and all of my students do it who work in the writing center. Plus at my particular university, a lot of my students um, have to work. They don't have a choice. Um, like they just need the money or like to pay for their bills or to help out their household or whatever. So it's totally doable. It's not always easy. 
Um, and there are times like, like in the writing center, for example, we were really slow the last few weeks. And so the students were getting paid to kind of just be online and sit around, but things are starting to pick up. And it also happens to be when their classes are picking up and they need to finish those papers and study for those finals. So it seems that your job, especially if it's gonna be on campus, if it's not, then that's probably not gonna be such a big deal, but it seems like stress kind of like magnifies at the same time. So just, you know, be really careful not to over, schedule yourself during those like midterms and finals weeks and just, you know, take it a little bit at a time and see what, what you can handle and what you can't. But I mean, obviously it's the reality for many, many students. You just have to work. Yeah. Is there, a, is there a bird happening? What's going on right now? <laughs> we have some chickens and they were outside kind of having a play date and my husband's bringing them back in. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Those sound like chicks, otherwise. Yeah, well, yeah, they're four weeks old. Yeah, future dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the uh, follow up on what, what Melody said is that you know, especially if you're working a, a job where you're serving students for things that they need, um, your needs are actually going to ramp up at the same time that the students you're serving ramp up. So one of the things that she was uh, kind of pointing out is that her students their hours right now are like open, right? And they could do their homework, but the point at which they probably need to do the majority of their work studying for exams, you know, revising papers or writing them, drafting them up is the time when they're gonna be the most busy helping right. other students do those same things. And so that it, it's not just like, I'm now busy with work. I have now have more schoolwork to be doing at the same time. You know, right. So it's it's kind of a double whammy. It gets you coming and going in that in that respect. So one of the things that uh, uh, Melody brought up uh, about sort of uh, this sort of unscheduled time, which it sounds like Aaron, you're going to have much more scheduled time <laughs> than I did when I went to college, is that you take three three classes. Let's say you have three hour and a half class periods if you meet twice a week because the amount of contact time for say a three credit hour class will require that much sort of face-to-face -face time with your instructor. Um, but outside of those, what's that going to be four and a half hours in that day? Nothing else is scheduled. You don't have anything unless you schedule it yourself. There's yeah. nothing else going on. So spending some time, even if you're like, I'm going to work all the other days, I'm going to have two days, which are going to be my reverse weekend or by school weekend, I guess, two days of school and then seven days of working. Five, five days. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'd be fine, yeah. yeah. Math, <laughs> I sometimes do math. I thought that was like your area. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's calculus, is, I'm good with calculus. Addition, evidently, I can't do. Okay. Nobody, uh, nobody can do math on camera. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, that, those two days you will still have swaths of time where you don't have necessarily anything scheduled unless you schedule it. Um, although my advice is to not schedule anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, Drew, Melody, would you have different advice? I don't know. I think, I, I guess I hear what you're saying as far as don't schedule, because if I, if I put a schedule down that says I'm going to work on X for an hour, it usually ends up being 15 minutes. <laughs> but 
if I leave it unscheduled, I still have to have a, a well-prioritized list of goals and, and targets for yeah. myself, especially like I'm thinking of right now when I have, I still have a job, I'm still getting paid to complete tasks and I need to prioritize and triage and um, yeah, all fin those things. finish stuff. And, and I have essentially unstructured time on mm -hmm some days, not every day, uh, where I have to decide, okay, I'm going to get this website attacked, um, for this two hour chunk. And so it I'm, doesn't, you know, you know what I mean? I have to have a target and a goal and then what mm -hmm. does completion look like for this goal? Yeah. I was just thinking a little bit differently because I'm, I'm still thinking in terms of, of my students who are on campus, you know, on school in person mm. where, you know, they would have scheduled. So I guess I'm assuming that that's going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> or as a possibility for, for the fall is that, you know, they would have joined a club and they have a scheduled, you oh, know, I see. like that Monday evening, they're going to go to folk dancing. Right. Or like, or like playing club, like the kids do nowadays, like the kids <laughs> do. I'm just something which is completely not going to happen. So I don't want to encourage myself. College sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> We they could be going to board game club or they could, yeah. you know, or, or whatever, just, you know. Uh, That's what you them. would go to, not what other people would I mean, go the, to. The, people the floss is a, is a folk dance, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Well. They all started somewhere, right? Dang, um, okay. The, that scheduling of the extracurricular, at least at the beginning, is something that I might hold off on. Not saying no outright, like I will never do it, but the number of students I've had, and this may not be you, Aaron, you may just be like crushing it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like you are. That they do, a, they do a week or two and they're like, yeah, I got this. And it's when everything is just starting, right? And then they commit to two or three things a week. And then when they hit week five or week eight. Oh, week eight's uh, bad. Week eight is bad. Yeah, uh, that's when things are all coming due because it's the middle of the semester. So everybody has midterms and all of a sudden they have all this work that they need to do and they have scheduled these three things and they cannot bring themselves to not show up to those things. And so between the homework and the socializing or maintaining social commitments versus maintaining academic commitments, it's a lot easier to maintain your social commitments and let the academic ones go because there's nobody looking over your shoulder being all like, but you said you were going to study for the exam tonight. But there is somebody saying like, you said you wouldn't come to the play with me. And now all of a sudden, like everything, again, it snowballs. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Um, I always recommend that students just choose one extracurricular for that mm -hmm. first semester and kind of stick with that and see what they want to do. But um, some students are like, oh, I can get involved in everything. And then they're like in 14 clubs and then they're the officer of 10 of those. And then they just can't do their work. And then they're yeah. taking time off of work and also failing their classes to do all these other things. I've had that advisee. That was that was yeah. difficult because I'm like, I advise you to drop all of these things. I'm like I can't. I'm the president of SGA. So ah, don't worry, it'll go on without you. Yeah, it's like someone <laughs> will step up. That's why there's a vice president. <laughs> That's so like literally the only job. So I want to know what what like 
either either Christy or Aaron, if if you I sorry I I feel like we've you know hogged the mics as the as the um, people who are not attending college, <laughs> um, and and really want to hear what you know Christy as a parent and Aaron as a as a up, upcoming student like your questions, concerns, like, uh, for, for next semester, but for, let's focus on next semester. I really want to hear what you guys have to say or what your thoughts and questions are. I mean, right now, I'm just worried that we are going to have to do the online distant learning just because I know like one of the CSUs already said that their first semester was going to be online. And so I'm just kind of worried about that because I already know from the past week, not like five days that I don't like doing online school and I don't learn well and it's hard for me to learn something online rather than learning it in a classroom setting. So I'm just worried just with all the corona stuff that that will happen and that like, I mean, my senior year is already taking away from me. I really don't want like my first semester of college to be taken away from me, at least being like, at the college, but, and I am worried about working too much, but I think I'll just have to kind of see how it is. And then I could always, um, like, if I struggle with it too much, take off a little time of work. Um, so I'm just kind of worried about my time management skills mm. and the work difficulty. Christy, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried that they're going to go online too, especially just how they're talking about it um, for like high schools and stuff. And the one CSU Fullerton always already saying they're going online. I, I like, I know my daughter and I don't think online would be good for her and it's not her style. So she kind of was talking about, Oh, maybe I'll just take the first semester off. And I was thinking, yeah, I probably would too. And, but then my husband's like, well, wait, if she doesn't go to college, she, you know, she's 18, she can't be covered under our health insurance anymore. So that's yeah. something I didn't, I didn't really think about. So I, I think we're just going to have to power through and do what we need to do to keep moving on, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's that, that kind of thing. Hey, thank you for being brave, both of you, and sharing that on, on like our podcast. And, um, th and thank you for agreeing to come on. And like, we're all taking time out of, of, you know, work and, and raising kids and whatever to meet for an hour and do this. So I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think there's, there's a whole bunch of those type of real practicalities where educators, we, we don't always have a control over the context that the school sits in or the university sits in, but we need to consider that a little bit uh, when we plan for our instruction. And I, that's what, you know, we're, struggling with to say like, what does August look like in that context of not knowing where does health insurance come from? Where, do, you know, it is, mm -hmm. do, do mom and dad have guaranteed income so that they can do half day school, you know? Yeah. And I would say there are people that you can reach out to in terms of say financial aid uh, to say, how many credits do I need to be fully enrolled, usually it's 12 credit hours. You could enroll in the 12, just enough so that you're gonna be there and counted as there and be sort of like officially uh, en enrolled fully or whatever it is that they say that you would need to qualify to be on the healthcare. And they often know a lot of those questions or they would know who in, at the college uh, to, to 
transfer you to to answer those questions. So that way you can you can decide because uh, you know in in high school you're usually taking like six classes, right? And in college we talk about credit hours. Some classes are have more work, and so they're worth more credits than other classes. And fully enrolled is 12 credit hours. Usually fully enrolled will not get you out in four years. That would be closer to 16 credit hours in sort of standards. Different schools do it differently. So, you know, you'll want to check with them. So you may be able to enroll enough that you're there, but not so much that you'd be carrying a full load. And so you can recognize that, yeah, this format is not going to be really great for me, which I think for many students, it's not that great. But it will then give you sort of maybe a little bit more breathing room to spend the time outside of class to do all the shoring up and all that extra work that uh, is needed to get you to where you want to be, where you need to be uh, with that online uh, mode. Well, and you've already mentioned that like math online is not your thing. So maybe postponing that required math class so you can be face to face is the way to go. You know, set yourself up for success as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's, that's smart. I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, there's part of me is like trying not to think too far ahead because it's, I mean, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, a lot could change between now and August. Even, yeah, so. we have no idea. We were told at the board of trustees meeting and my department meeting this week that we will know in July and probably at the end of July. So that gives us like, you know, three weeks to prep the class and get stuff together because they're really, really wanting to be at least partially on campus because they're losing so much money, um, which I understand, but we're, we're all that same uncertainty boat too. Like, I don't know what's yeah. going to I think it just it you know and again we're talking with with um, Christy and Aaron about like specifics and at the same time our our podcast is aimed at at a, like a general idea but so it's easy to get lost in like these generalities and forget like real people and individuals mm -hmm. the the it really starts to beg the question to me of those topics we've already covered on our podcast about like what is college for is it to get a job is it to uh, come out with a degree that gets my foot in the door into a, a, a certain, you know, medical field, whatever. And so if, if I, if those goals are really clear, which for me, they were not when I started college, I had no clear goal of like, why was I there? <laughs> um, uh, then, you know, that, that has to be really ironed out in order for you to know, is it worth doing the online math class or is it worth waiting until 2022 <laughs> when we're face to face again or whatever that you know what I mean whatever the the timeline is and hedging the unknown risk right I think that's a good point is that if you can and this is not that everybody can do this right because I was also I mean I knew what degree I wanted I guess I, I knew I wanted to to go into physics but I knew what that looked like and the process like I was totally in the dark on but as much as you can identify the, the goals and the things, what boxes you kind of want to tick, then it allows you to be more flexible. And one of the things I wanted to mention was that, you know, when you go in, usually you're going to do something with trying to get you registered for classes like now or over the summer so that you kind of know what, you, what you're going to be doing. If things change, you know, your situation at, at home changes or the situation on campus changes, um, that's not the end. 
right? You can go talk to your advisor or somebody in the advising department if they have one of those and be like, all right, I want to change my schedule. And you can change the whole thing. So it's not until actually the second week of classes where like now it's written in stone and this is what you must, you know, live with for the rest of the semester. Like uh, up until the start of classes, you can do all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. You can still do them in the first week of classes, but that's, it's more work. <laughs> so we want to do like minor changes, you know, drop this class, add another one, as opposed to clear my schedule, have yeah. a whole new schedule. Kind of wish I'd known that first year. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just want to point out that like there is, it is scary in, in the uncertainty, but there's also flexibility and, and you're not without your own um, autonomy in making those decisions, uh, both now and sort of when August gets here. Yeah, that's true. On that note, I'm gonna have to end because I got class in like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My dog can hear those baby chickens in the background, and they're very interested. <laughs> we actually gave some to the dogs today. It was it was interesting. <laughs> wow! Christine well, thanks for Aaron. having us. That was fun. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you both for uh, joining and taking the time out. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been really uh, great to have your perspective and and hear your concerns. It's been fantastic. All right, you guys have a good one. Yes, you too. Listeners, if you have a question for me, you can reach me on Twitter at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or shoot me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. See you whenever I get this next one processed and put out. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.